This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It's Erin Chamerlick, holistic nutritionist, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. You can visit my website at getbetterwellness.com. Now, we are starting a new series that we kicked off yesterday. Could it be mold? This is just the introduction. Yesterday, we talked about what is um, toxic mold and how do you know if you have it? Those are topics that we want to cover today. But yesterday, we talked about some of the symptoms that you might have and you're not sure what's going on. We um, have seen things like extreme brain fog, vertigo, dizziness, lightheadedness, having changes in your blood pressure that are very extreme, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, nervousness, chronic fatigue, fevers, chills, shaking, anxiety attacks, extreme nausea, All these are symptoms that could be pointing to the possibility of mold toxicity. Maybe you have sinus pressure or sinus infections or just lung stuff, allergies that are just not um, getting better. And joint pain, loss of muscle. Maybe your hormones have been tested and things are off, but they can't quite figure you out why you have high levels of cortisol and estrogen. Maybe you're having numbness and tingling in strange places and a weakness in your legs or difficulty standing and walking. The list of symptoms, unfortunately, is long when we're talking about mold toxicity. I want to start to bring this to light, and it's not an easy topic for sure. It's not easy to diagnose. It's not easy to find in your house unless it's clearly black on your walls. You may not uh, know that you are dealing with mold in your home. So I will be interviewing people um, today. I am hoping to have a guest on in a little bit. Um, if not today, then we'll get her on here um, shortly. But it's a phenomenal story with, um, with you know, a lot of sad twists and turns. But now this guest is able to help a lot of other people because she almost died from being exposed to toxic mold in her home. So we will be talking about different aspects of it, but let's talk about water-damaged buildings. There are many ways that buildings become home to a toxic mix of microbes and harmful chemicals. So buildings could be your home, your church, your school, your work. Buildings can promote 
the growth of bacteria, mycobacteria, fungi, mold. <laughs> and it's, you know, a lot to do with the construction of homes and buildings, defects in the way they put the ventilation together, the HVAC systems. Homes today aren't breathing. <laughs> and there's sometimes people finding that their homes were built with fake ventilation, like you will see a fan, like in our home, that is over our stove, but it vents into the cabinet above it. It doesn't actually go anywhere, we figured out. And maybe your bathroom isn't properly venting. So poor construction, but even in well-built homes, there can be mold, even in new homes, there can be mold and it can be hiding behind walls or it may be developed later. And the water damaged building is the fault. So don't think, you know, you have to live in a certain type of house to see that up. It, it, there's no, um, no basis there for new or old, you know, clean or not clean. It, it just could be just something is failing like a roof or a window or a pipe. Inadequate, you know, caulking, basements that, you know, are exposed to you know, lots of water. Maybe you take on a lot of water when it rains. Um, or maybe things haven't been remediated properly when you did have water come into your house or a pipe burst or leak, and if you don't clean up water from any source within 48 hours, it is pretty likely that mold is going to grow. So you need to identify any place where mold is sitting for more than a day or two, it needs to be dried up. And that could come from shampooing your carpets and they're not drying within 48 hours or washing your draperies or you didn't quite get around to cleaning up that leaking window, uh, 48 hours is what I learned, you know, from a, an environmental um, inspector. And so is mold growing in a building a cause for concern or not? Well, I'm gonna run through a couple of these um, typical questions that people ask and some of the answers are coming from uh, a website called Mold Sensitized. So could mold in a building be a cause for concern? Well, yes, <laughs> we know that now. Uh, most definitely, yes, because mold growth inside a building is a symptom of a bigger problem. It's a symptom. And when it's visible or hidden, it means there's some sort of uncontrolled water intrusion in that building. So you've got to take a look for leaks and you've got to go in those places of your house that you rarely go, the corner of the basement and the attic and the crawl space. Um, look under your sinks and the dishwasher and things like that. Whether it's a leak or coming in um, you know, from the soil, condensation, you know, if your air conditioning is 
causing condensation and some of these are on on the roof of the home um, if there's improper ventilation of humidity you're going to have mold or potentially have mold and so mold growth signals water and water damaged buildings so yes it is um, something that can happen quickly and you need to find the source and fix it quickly. So although mold exposures do not impact everyone to the same degree, um, it, it doesn't mean that we should assume, you know, that everything is fine. So let's take, for example, um, a household where one person seems to have a gazillion things wrong with them and they know something's wrong and it's been going on and growing and changing and sometimes it's horrendous headaches, sometimes it's, you know, lung step, congestion, extreme fatigue or weakness. And, you know, the other family members are like, well, we're fine. But the person says, but when I leave the house, when I go on vacation, I feel better. And the other family members start to think it's in their head because, they're all fine. So if something was wrong with the house, wouldn't everyone be sick? No. <laughs> so it can impact people differently. And it has to do with your genetics. About 25% of people don't have the immune capacity to make antibodies that other people do when they encounter mold. Uh, and so that's one factor. Maybe you don't detox as well, and that is related to the genetic variant called MTHFR, where if you um, are in this group, this is a pretty big group. It could be 50% or more of the people don't detox properly, depending on if you have one copy of the gene or two copies of the gene. You need to know this. This is important information for everybody to know because if you have this genetic variant, you need to take a certain type of B vitamins so that a lot of things in your body work well, including your detoxification, but it can impact a lot of areas of health and you want to um, get tested. You can do the 23andMe genetic test or you can get a lab test. But if you do the 23andMe, then you need to take the raw data that is emailed to you and upload it to an outside program. It's free to do this, but that's how you get the MTHFR information. We'll talk about that in an episode all by itself <laughs> when we're talking about the genetic piece of why some people react more than other people. So are there other contaminants that could be associated with water damaged buildings? Well, once water is in your home or your work or your school and it's not in where it should be, pipes and sinks and tubs and drains, the interior environment of the building changes dramatically. So it this uncontrolled moisture situation is the breeding ground for unwanted things like 
fungus and virus and bacteria and critters, including, you know, cockroaches. So we, we definitely want to get the water situation under control for many reasons. The toxins that the mold releases are um, making people very, very sick. And so why is there such a lack of information about this? Because I don't think they're training our physicians in medical school to recognize this. And a lot of people are going to doctor after doctor because, you know, our common medical system treats you as parts. Like you have something wrong with your heart, go to a cardiologist. You have something wrong with your mood, you have anxiety, you know, go to a psychiatrist. If you have something wrong with your hormones, go to an endocrinologist. But what if it's a common cause and nobody is looking at you as a whole person? They're going to all have pharmaceutical solutions for you typically and not be asking you the questions. Every doctor should be asking questions about, is it possible that you've been exposed to mold? Is it possible that you're living in or working in or visiting a water-damaged building? Uh, mold doesn't have to be something you smell or see for it to be there and ruining your health. Do you work and you, at once you get to work, you know, and the air conditioning kicks on and you start sneezing and, you know, getting congested, that's a pretty good sign that there's something wrong with your building. So there's a lot of people getting misdiagnosed, or actually it's also undiagnosed. They're being sent home saying, there's nothing, we don't see anything, your lab tests are normal, here's your prescription for Xanax, or here's, um, you know, an antibiotic for your sinus infection, which even the Mayo Clinic has told us that over 94 or 5% of sinus infections are not bacterial caused, that it's fungus. And if you give that person antibiotics, you're going to make it worse and worse and worse. They've got to deal with the toxic mold, the fungus, the candida that might be causing the problem. So it's controversial. And if you complain about fatigue and memory loss and brain fog, and you're over 40, the doctors are going to tell you you're just getting old. <laughs> if you complain of vision problems and headaches and shortness of breath, um, that may just baffle the doctors and people need to start thinking, could it be, you know, the indoor air quality? Could there be a connection between environmental contaminants and my symptoms? So in other words, you know, maybe the investigation needs to include an investigator. So we'll be interviewing investigators as well because there are some unscrupulous people out there that um, if you perhaps get an inspection on a home that you're going to buy, what if you were told you have a mold problem um, that would be the worst news, right, when you're trying to sell a house or buy a house. And you would want to fix it. And what if that person said, here's the person I recommend, and it was really a sham? You need to know that the investigator is 
high quality and and not just take a knee-jerk reaction uh, when, you know, somebody tells you that. So we want to find out if there's a connection between environmental contaminants and your symptoms. Uh, and so you can start to Google things and find a lot of information there. Um, Surviving Mold is one website I recommend, Richie Shoemaker's website. And Surviving Toxic Mold is another website. That's Jennifer Cannon's website. And we will be having her on this show shortly for her to tell you her story of what happened when she moved into a home with her two children in suburban Chicago um, and how dramatically it changed their their lives. So that um, kind of lays out the problem a little bit for you. Is there any hope for people who seem to be severely debilitated by their exposure to water-damaged buildings? Of course. <laughs> and that's what we always want to talk about is solutions. So first off, you know, you have to fix the problem, find the problem, fix the problem. And removing, you know, yourself from a contaminated environment. I know that may not always be possible, but sometimes the alternative is that people can actually die if they don't get out and get this fixed if it's been a severe case. So you need to fix the problem, and if you're super sick, you need to get out and just go live somewhere else. There is plenty of stories, very sad stories, of people who have moved to Arizona, but that's not a guarantee because they have, you know, ventilation systems and pipes in their homes there too, but they've actually moved into tents because being outdoors is the only place they feel good, and it's really super sad, but there is hope. Um, there is, you know, people who understand these chronic, inflammatory, multi-symptom, multi-system health problems. And you need to do whatever you need to do to find those experts. You may have to drive to another state. You may have to spend out of pocket to get help because it's not something that all the doctors are going to help you with. So one doctor that has written a book that you can get is Neil Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, and his book is Toxic, Heal Your Body. That would be a good place for you to start and a good book for you to buy your doctor if you are trying to work with your current doctor and finding solutions. There's a lot of solutions in there. And it may, um, you know, it, it isn't unusual for it to take a year to a year and a half for people to recover who have dealt with, um, you know, severe biotoxin illness as a result of living in water-damaged buildings. But you need to know the steps to take and the order to take the steps. So one step that you can take which I can help you with right now is diet because we need to eat a low amylose diet according to Dr. Richie Shoemaker, but really that is a low carb 
real food, paleo, or ketogenic diet. And that is definitely where you need to start if you want to starve the bad guys and nourish yourself and get yourself stronger. So I do have a Facebook group that is free at the moment anyway. You can join it for free right now. And you just have to find us. It's whole, W-H-O-L-E, Healthy Journey on Facebook. Or if you can't find it, you can private message me on Facebook. And my name is spelled Erin, E-R-I-N, Chamerlick, C-H-A-M-E-R, L-I-K, and mention this podcast because I don't let just anybody in. I'll ask, how'd you hear about it? And I just want to make sure that you really and truly are interested in eating a real food diet and learning about how to heal using uh, food. The next steps are going to involve using binders um, and, you know, other things to support your healing process. But that'll give you some things to work on right now, which is making sure your building is safe and that you're switching over to eating a real food diet. Come back next week and we will be doing episode number three. This has been Erin Chamberlick, holistic nutritionist with getbetterwellness.com. And our series is called Could It Be Mold? Thank you for joining us. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.